0: WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Odyssey app.
1: the rich keep show with andy hart here on weei you can join us at 617-779-7937 hit us up on twitter and instagram at rich keep show we're also on twitch go to twitch.tv slash boston weei you can either watch us or you can watch the guy that jalen brown jumped over who was in a chair the guy was already like five foot two and then he sat him in a chair and jumped over him yeah no it, 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 all right, right, guys, right guys. Why are you taking shots at Twitchers? We're Twitchers. No, that's what I'm saying. You can watch I'm taking more of a shot at Jalen Brown. Oh. I don't care for that either. He didn't make the guy sit down. Carefanias. Or he did make
2: the guy sit down. He could have been like, I could jump over you, no problem. I think it was more about the can't like the getting the camera. The, I think it probably video, was. Which ended up sucking too. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that was a tough,
1: tough night. Road. Tough night overall. All right. Last Friday, and uh there were a few listeners who were upset that we were talking about it on Friday because they hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. That would be the first two episodes of the dynasty, the Patriots ten part documentary on Apple TV Plus every Friday. Although it ended up being Thursday night, which worked out well for me and Stiz. At yeah, like nine thirty too, even. Yeah, not even it's midnight, weird. so I was able to go home and watch those two. Crennish and then, meantime, talk about it. yeah, it's fine. Talk about it the uh, the next day. So I'm sure we'll do that throughout the rest of this this documentary run. Uh, but Hart, you have not seen these. I have yet. not. Well, I don't have Apple TV. So neither did I and, and even I, even I cheap ass Fitzy doesn't
3: share his whatever. Oh, see, that's a problem. Even no. though I did the podcast with Benedict with him and they said they were going to
1: send me something and they did. Whatever. No, I pulled the I pulled the trigger on the on the 10 bucks and You paid even
3: me. I know. So I made crunch it. I think my plan now is wait till all 10 are on there and then I'll do the little free 7-day trial and bang it out with my son. Watch
1: what? it with my son. Okay. Got it. <laughs> well, I mean if I didn't call it out somebody would have. Jesus. <laughs> Well, Stiz, I mean, what the hell is I supposed to do there? When you do something,
3: oh, man. Re- like you bang it out, a project. You, d- you never said, like, I'm going to bang that paper out right not now. Not with my son. It's a project, you creep. <laughs> oh, you'd rather bang it out with your daughter?
2: Don't <laughs> even you. D- oh, how dare you? Wow, Andy. I'm, I'm truly surprised that you have not seen the first two episodes oh, good, of this. Oh, good, good. we get us back on yeah, track. Thank it. you. Yeah. Well, I also,
3: I've gotten uh, some negative reviews. Okay. Uh, some I'm not going to throw names out there. I don't want yeah, to. Does it rhyme on. with
2: names? No,
3: I, I don't want to do that. But well, usually some, if
1: it's somebody that Hart talks to, it, I think we can narrow it down. Yeah. No, no no, it's no, either, no, no, This is just a fan. Oh, so like Paul Perillo or Mike Giardi? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, who is one of the <laughs>
3: most invested, passionate fans in my opinion on the planet, and song. he watched it. No. no, no. <laughs> Um, and he immediately DM'd me. He's like, be honest, I was kind of bored.
1: Really? Yeah. No, that's just not fair. I didn't get that for me. And I, I didn't. And I went in being like, I don't know how much you're going to learn. We've been following this this whole entire run. There's been books, there's we been a million it. articles. We've lived it, we've talked about it for thousands of hours Stis on the radio. No, this is brand new to it, which is all awesome. new to him. Oh,
2: I have a question for you after. Okay. Yeah. No, go ahead, ask the question. So um, I was super, once I got done with it, I was super excited to talk to you to ask, were you in that press conference of the T E A I'm I'm going to do what's good for the team team as in but were you there and then also uh second follow part up. to this question follow up before we let you and, go this with a two part I'll hang up I'll hang up and listen what what was what were your thoughts when Bill is saying nope I'm going to stick with Brady uh you know and you got Bledsoe there so
3: I I'm 99% I have a terrible memory you know this great and I'm 99% sure I was in the room for the press conference. Um, I was in – so I was a low-level PR assistant at that time, a GA. So I was transcribing like every press conference, getting Bledsoe's subs every week <laughs> – I got yet. Yeah, uh, I actually came across the paper the other. It was a Subway sub. I have the paper at home. I'll bring it in one of these weeks. Awesome. Please. It says so I had to pick up a Subway sub every week because he would do the opposing conference call. Remember those back in those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quarterback would talk to the opponent uh, yeah, yeah. media. Yeah. I would have because that would be during his lunch period, so I'd have to bring him a sub he could eat while he was doing the
1: conference. I like that. Um, so instead of they, they could have avoided all this mess rather than having Jared as the face of Subway, who turned out to be a monster. Yeah. They could have had Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. What yeah. a miss.
3: Um, and I also felt like I was too close to it at the time to have, like, a passionate opinion. Got it. Like, I was uh, – I mean, literally, I was at – I was, like, 10 feet from Bledsoe when he got hit. And then
1: I w- I, I've told the story before. <sighs> it's a lot of Bledsoe in the first couple episodes, which I think was – That was Cadlick's takeaway. Yeah. I didn't
3: realize how much of the man Drew Bledsoe
1: was. So yeah. then, So I this was my that. big takeaway on Friday is – he for sure was, and I, I, I didn't learn that. I lived that. But I think they kind of laid it on a little thick about how good he still was or may or may not have still been. So basically, 2000, the team sucked, and yeah. he did not have a good year. 5-11. Yep. 99, he wasn't that great. Correct. He, he was yes. shell-shocked. He I was, agree with Ernie oh, Adams. Did, I saw oh, he got goals, hit all the the whole time. Thing. He was the number one pick in the draft. He led them to the Super Bowl in 96. So there were some great moments. But he was trending down, and yeah. they don't highlight that in the documentary, so it makes it sound like it was almost a tougher decision. Like he was an MVP candidate, and then then Belichick still went with Brady. Well, but you had just signed him to a hundred million dollar contract. Which so somebody asked me on Friday, they were like, because I I was hammering I was you know hammering the point that like Bledsoe was definitely the franchise, and he was good. But I mentioned like his stats and the seasons and the win losses and everything. And one of the questions was, well, then why did they sign him to that kind of deal? Do, to your Memory, why did they do that after well, three down years? I think Robert was all in on Drew.
3: Robert was a Drew guy. Before yeah. he was a Brady guy, he was a Drew guy. Yeah. And, like, it was always joked, oh, he's the fifth son and the whole thing. Oh, blah, that's, blah, in that's in there. That's in the documentary. So,
1: and Bill signed off on it. Bill was there. Right. People, people forget crazy. that. That's crazy. He was? That Bill was there. The timing's so strange that they're coming off of a 5-11 year in 2000, and then before the 0-1 season... Ten years, a hundred million dollars. Yeah, you're like really.
3: So don't tell me that Bill was down on Drew and knew Brady was the next great thing. Otherwise, why would he hand out a hundred million dollar contract? The guy who doesn't pay anybody pay is going to pay the fading stiff yeah. quarterback if he thinks he's a fading stiff statue quarterback. Were you standing around Drew Bledsoe when he had the uh, the famous line? I believe Long- uh, getting, uh, Paul Perillo's in there too. Is he in there? Yeah, Paul Perillo asked one of the questions. He gets the next question.
1: Yeah. oh that Paul? No, you know what that's, it might have been yeah. was, that, was that Paul that asked the first question I forget, I forget what it was word in the
3: documentary how he did the next question Paul absolutely gets a next question and Drew got screwed there's no doubt Drew got screwed. it's historically <laughs> now the end result obviously it was the dead ass right decision but well, historically in sports
1: yeah you don't lose you your, don't lose
3: your job to injury yeah. and you at least get to practice the the, the deal breaker came from Drew's perspective. That Joe Theismann was in town for Sunday Night Football. Joe Theismann dressed in pads and, and, and helmet and took reps on the practice field. And I think that set Drew off. Well, You don't have reps to get me ready, but Joe frickin' Theismann can take reps in our practice. Wait, Joe Theismann took reps? Yeah, as the Sunday Night Football broadcaster. It was a crap... You know Bill bows down to Yeah, anything yeah. history. Oh, Chris yeah, Berman's yeah. here. We'll let him call a play like anybody. <laughs> and that was an issue... Uh, with Drew I mean, and with this whole evolution of getting guys ready. But Tom the, like, ready. I'm looking forward to getting my job back is a great line. Yeah, well. Although it's a little, you know, prickly. But presumptuous. Yeah, that's Like, it. it's not your job. Well, he was definitely like. I was, mean, I've, I've said that to kids. Like, you coach a kid. Yeah. Just because you start doesn't mean you're a starter. Correct. I can change starter next game, next, like. Yeah. Easy as that. So you don't have a lock hold on anything but the best, unless you
1: earn it. To me, one of the really telling parts of the of the relationship and everything was Bledsoe gets cleared. So he has an injury where he almost dies, as you know. And then, uh, like, eight weeks later or whatever, he's cleared. He gets the call from the doctors. He's cleared. He calls Bill, and he's like, good news, i got been cleared. And Bill's like, all right, well, why don't you come in and we can talk about it? And he's like, oh, boy. Like, he's like, that's when I knew, like, something was up. And you
3: have to also recall the truth of the year. Brady was average at best. He was mediocre. He had some good games, had some bad games. I always tell the story, in Carolina, the game that was moved from September 11th week to the finale, they had to move all those week's games to the end of the season. In Carolina, there was a large contingent of Patriots fans on the sideline chanting for Drew because they didn't like the way Tom was playing. And that obviously led into... The postseason where Brady gets hurt, and then there were a lot of Patriots fans that wanted Drew to start the Super Bowl. I think Drew Drew thought he should have started the Super Bowl. I bet he did. But you win the Super Bowl, that changes everything moving forward, but the the infancy of Tom Brady's greatness wasn't as black and white and as simple as some would like you to paint it. Like, ah, Drew was toast, we knew it all along, Brady was going to pass him one way or the other. Nope. Nope. That was not necessarily true. I firmly believe there was a better chance if Drew doesn't get hurt that Bill Belichick is fired before he he makes the legend of Tom Brady.
1: Well, that was also something that jumped out to me was Robert Kraft's role in this. And I know it's, you know, this is viewed as a Robert Kraft production and all that stuff. Whether it is or is literally? uh, (laughs) I believe I saw Bedard at the end of
3: it. If you freeze frame it on the like the final credit, it it says like Kraft Productions. So, but I mean, season ticket holders got a copy of the book. There's signings for the book in the Patriots Pro Shop. Right here. Right, but you're not a season ticket holder. You're media. No, I'm not. The fact that this book is some rogue ownership sends this book to season ticket holders tells you that it comes from a positive perspective for the owner.
1: But I think uh, I thought at least was telling whether it's true or not, and I feel like it was true was that Bledsoe talked to Kraft and like they were trying to go over Belichick's head about getting his job back, and Kraft wanted Bledsoe to have the job, but even Kraft then. And this is at a time where Bill Belichick hasn't really proven anything. Mm-hmm. He was like, listen, I can tell him to get your give him your job back, but if he doesn't want you to be the quarterback, that's not good for you or for me. And he was like, Bill – and Scott Pioli is actually really good in this too in both episodes. And they're like, Kraft told Bill basically like, if this doesn't work, it's on you. Like I, I think if Brady – Sucked or was just like was average or was whatever and maybe they barely get in the playoffs or just miss, then Bill for sure would have been fired. I think he was like, All right, you can do this. My question well, is Well, we learned that twenty years later. Yeah, we did. But my question Bill, you're wrong on it cost <laughs> you your job. So there's two things. I think if if Brady doesn't have a good game week eleven against the Saints, and he had a great game, maybe mm-hmm. his best regular season game, there might have been something there because even though they played the Rams close that was the game they lost. Uh, it was the last game they lost, actually, all season long. They lost by a touchdown, but Brady threw two picks, wasn't very good, and that was when Bill was like adamant during these press conferences that it was Brady. If Brady sucked against the Saints the next week, I think it would have been over. It might have been. Yeah, that's what and, I think. I mean,
3: this was a tenuous beginning. <laughs> it was like, like it was. Yeah. Hell, Br- now you don't have to believe it, but Brady goes to the the Tuck rule. If that doesn't happen. I might be the backup to Drew. So that's what I was going to go back to is... Remember that? And I'm referencing yeah, the... Yeah. I don't even know what it was called. Is it called the tuck rule? ESPN, well, tuck rule now. Charles Woodson, and Tom Brady just playing yeah. pool, remember? They had yeah. the Raiders balls and I the Patriots that. Yeah. balls, yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. And yeah. he, you don't have to believe Brady, but he says if that tuck rule doesn't happen, if that's a fumble, I may not be
1: the starter the next year. Well, I wonder if Bill's the coach. They went to the playoffs. You win the division, you probably should be the coach again. I feel like that. But that was, I like, was Kraft at that moment that they had that conversation and they were sticking with Brady over Bledsoe. Is Kraft thinking, all right, if you just make the playoffs, then there's the right call? Or do you have to win a game? No, I think making the playoffs. Then you're in. So they're a team that was 5-11 and 11 the year before. Yeah.
3: And you knew they even had to fix salary cap and all those. Yeah. You make the playoffs in year two. Even if you have questions about who the quarterback is, what's going on, I mean, Bill's absolutely back. Absolutely. It yeah. yeah. has to be.
1: Uh, right. And there were, I mean, the way it went, they were five and five, and then they won out. They won yeah. six, or they were literally won out. And so, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it the first two episodes. I don't so know. You didn't find that, it boring. I didn't. I Did would find it slanted. Uh, not really. Okay, I don't know where not
3: the slanting... Yet. I know some people believe that it becomes slanted anti-Bill down the home stretch. I
1: could see... Yeah, because right now, if anything, Bill looks like a genius. Right, and going I think with, that's intentional.
3: Going with Brady overblown. I've been told though. they left out Dick Rabine, who actually is the guy who said to draft Tom Brady. Yeah, he was
1: not in there. They show the Ridiculous. draft for him.
3: He but, died in training... Uh, for you, Stiz, he yeah. died in training camp in 2001, and he was the guy who... Literally. M- literally made the pick for... Uh, Brady the year before, oh, and for yeah. him not to be mentioned in the documentary is a little bit. They okay, do so now show, we're going to fluff it up and pretend it was just yeah. Bill and Ernie and Scott, Scott. and whoever. Like,
1: they do show Belichick talking cool. to Brady on the phone, yes. which had never been seen before, and so yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, no, so far, I, I think, you know, you're they're laying it on with Bledsoe. It's also a reminder to a lot of the fans or an introduction, like the new fans, yeah. about Bledsoe's how state good he was. in this whole thing, for and sure. And how bad
3: he may have been at the end, but how... Yeah. He was a franchise quarterback. Whatever you want to right. think of how it ended, he was a franchise. He was a legit
1: star but, quarterback. But to answer your question, where I could see this thing getting pointed towards Bill in a negative way is at the end of this dynasty. And Kraft, because you already saw it in the trailer, Kraft being like, I just was trying to keep this thing together. Right. So Kraft's going to take credit for the 18 Super Bowls, my guess. And, and, and he then, should, in my opinion. In this case, yeah, because we we've, we've read already about how bad it was between the two, and they didn't, they weren't even that, that relationship really soured. And that is the and and anybody who wants a longer
3: version of this, we did talk to Jeff Benedict on the Six Rings podcast, a nice hour he gave us. Uh, I'd urge you to go back and listen to that. I was interested in a lot of what he had to say, but there is no way if Robert didn't help that they stayed together, and it's I I yeah. think it's the most impressive aspect. of, that they were able to stay together to achieve what they achieved, you know what I mean? Like the achievements are one thing—the six Super Bowls, the
1: whole thing. No, but how long it was that they were
3: able to stay together for the kids, kind of thing. Like, but also,
1: you know, the divorce could be coming, but we're going to stay together. We'll pretend it, the 18 Super Bowl, and I know we're way we're like that'll be at the end of the whole thing uh, of, of the documentary series. But when you go back to it, how they lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles—the Malcolm Butler game. Mm-hmm. And then to bounce back the next year and win the Super Bowl, when that roster was middle of the pack or based on other Patriots' rosters? And could have
3: crushed many franchises. Like, look oh, at yeah. what we look at with Seattle, the Falcons. Atlanta were... and Seattle. Yeah, and the Patriots had a similar, if worse, because at least those two, it was mostly on field. Yeah. I know Seattle had a whole issue with Wilson versus Legion of Boom versus Pete, and yeah. there was yeah. like a thing there. But... This was on-field rumors, speculation, off-field rumors, speculation, don't know why, don't know. Brady has a documentary Are you trying to prove
1: something? Are you
3: invested in winning? I'm like, that whole thing, and it didn't tear, at least didn't tear them apart immediately. Now, some people believe that was the beginning of the end.
1: Yeah, but it probably was. But then this is also going to highlight, it's going to have to highlight how good Brady was when he left and how the Patriots weren't so good. And then that's clearly, like, Whose side are you going to be on at that point? Yeah, but even that is a is a gray area. No, it is. Because I, I don't if, think
3: Brady wins another Super Bowl in New England. If he no stays, way. No way. he no, does he not win another Super Bowl with this roster. He's got a new coach, probably. Because yeah. Robert went with Bill. If he goes with Tom, no, I'm it guessing could, Bill's gone. It, it could not have worked think, out better imagine. for Brady. It right. could not have worked out any better. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He is the golden boy in a lot of ways. Like a lot of different things along mm-hmm. the way. That maybe for somebody else it veers in a different direction. Yeah, they work out for Brady. You right. can say he's lucky. You can say he earns it with preparation. Whatever, picks right. You know, yep. makes good decisions. All of that. But if he stays in New England, he probably has a new head coach. They have a couple bad slash mediocre whatever seasons, and then he retires, yeah. and it is what it is. And the the dynasty broke up in a in a different way. It fell apart in a different
1: way. True. All right, we got Tier Tuesday coming up, but first let's go to uh, Kevin in the truck. He joins us next. What's up, Kevin?
0: Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Listen, I just Good. I just wanted to touch on something. Didn't Bledsoe help Brady a lot in the beginning? Yes,
3: very much so. Sure. They were well, very well, close. Very they, so. they were very close friends, and they were also uh, Drew was a, a trusted advisor. There's some of those famous clips about like, what do you like today? What are you seeing? What are the outs? The this, the comebacks. The blah 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 blah. Yes, yeah. yes, they worked very well together.
0: So, and then my next thing is, it's like. As you mentioned before about Rabine. But here's the other thing. At the end of 2001, Bledsoe doesn't come into that Pittsburgh game. They don't go to the Super Bowl.
3: Correct. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And to be honest with you, if you look at the way they scored offense in the playoffs and leading up to that, special teams, blocked field goals, punt returns. Yep. Their offense wasn't anything like, like, we're a juggernaut or we're solid. It was like, we found another way to score. Great one by.
3: Correct. Oh, yeah. That's why they so, were seen as sort of the yeah. ultimate Super
1: Bowl winning team and announced as a team. Well, that's in what that was so whole cool. Thing. And yes. that started that whole phenomenon. But yeah, the, so the second episode ends with Brady getting hurt in the AFC Championship game. So we're not even to the third episode yet, and they haven't even gotten to the first Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. it's going to start with Drew Bledsoe coming in. And as the caller pointed out, I mean, the Troy Brown punt return is what stands out to me from that game. But then they also had another special teams touchdown. Where he flipped it to Antoine Sweetfeet Harris. Yes, yes. And they were like 10-point underdogs oh, yeah. going into that game. Pittsburgh, was oh, Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh had already yeah. prepared for the Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's they were right. ready to go. There that's was a the point stories of yeah.
3: Pittsburgh logos up on things at, in New Slash Orleans already. Threw and three
1: picks in that, that game. Whole,
3: uh, and that's part of it. Like defense, special teams, Drew comes in. People forget, and this I always remember this almost as much as anything, and it's a footnote on history. So Drew comes in, and he rolls, I believe the other way this time, to the left, and takes a vicious hit. hit. And I'm thinking, this dude's not going to die in front of us again, is he? Like, I mean, it's it's a very— And he hops right back up, and he's able to hit Patton for the touchdown, win the game— now we have a little controversy. We're in the Super Bowl, but uh-huh. who should
1: start? Brady's injured. Oh, they also show the, was it Nate Clements that destroyed Brady? Remember that one play oh, in yeah. Buffalo, like yeah, one yeah. of his early starts? Yep. Yep. But he like jumped back up. Absolutely. Because that was when we're like, oh my God, they're going to lose another quarter. That looked just as vicious, uh-huh. just not as big of a guy as Mo Lewis. But. yep. All right, so if you want to weigh in on the dynasty, feel free. It's 617 779 Plus it's a tier Tuesday. We'll take a look at uh, NBA team's title chances during the all-star break right now. Uh, But here's Stiz with What's Trending.
0: Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
2: All right, let's get you caught up with trending. The Bruins rallied to close out their homestand last night. Four to three shootout win over the Dallas Stars at the TD Garden. It took nine rounds in the shootout to get it done. Marchand scored the long goal in the first three rounds before Charlie McAvoy ended it with his shot, and Jeremy Swayman made the final save. Swayman had 43 saves on the night. Also, some roster news. Bruins GM Don Sweeney announced the team has assigned forward Oscar Steen to Providence. recalled defenseman Mason Lori and placed forward Matthew Patra on long-term injured reserve. Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow night. They'll be in Edmonton to take on the Oilers. Puck drops at 10 p.m. from Rogers Place. After 16 years in the league, 10 Pro Bowls, 3 Super Bowls. Patriots' Matthew Slater has announced his retirement from the NFL. Slater released a lengthy farewell in a statement released by the team where he thanked everyone from his family to teammates to the Kraft family to Bill Belichick. Both Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and others took to social social media to commend Matthew Slater. Celtics, they return to the field uh, on Thursday. Return to the field. Return to the court on Thursday. They'll be in Chicago to take on the Bulls. Tip off from the United Center at 8 p.m. And some Red Sox news. They've signed three-time All-Star in 2023's Comeback Player of the Year, Liam Hendricks, to a two-year, $10 million deal. He was in Fort Myers today in uniform playing catch with the team just minutes after passing a physical. Hendricks underwent Tommy John surgery on August 2nd, so it's unclear when he will make his debut with the Red Sox. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz-Keys show, including Tear Tuesday, coming up.
0: And stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A U D A C Y. Save W E I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on W E I.
1: All right, it's a Tier Tuesday on the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart. We are at the uh, All-Star break in the NBA, so no games tonight. Celtics back in action on Thursday against the Bulls. What do you say we look at these uh, 30 squads and go uh, NBA title hopes? 30? How many segments are we doing this over? Well, I think a few of them we could just immediately pile into. No chance. No thanks uh how do you want to begin as again if those of you new to tier tuesday we come up with the tiers the tier names how many tiers uh in segment so there could be one or there could be two tiers there could be a hundred tiers and the names are all over the place as far as making sense or creativity you never know no we try to have some
3: fun with it yep try to be creative Mm -hmm. so um why don't we start with the like
1: Celtics, okay, Nuggets. Let's start with the whatever we're going to call that. I think I have a I have an idea in mind. What if we called it Rule Number Seventy Six from Wedding Crashers? Rule Number Seventy Six, as you would know, <laughs> is no excuses. Play like a champion. So this would be sure teams that have no excuses. I it, think it's just those two, just Celtics and Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, because I was. I wanted to maybe, like, the Bucs, no. Like, bit, no way this is the Bucs. The Clippers, the Clippers waxed the Celtics not too long okay, ago. Okay, don't care. Kawhi Leonard, though? Celtics lost to the Warriors, too. All right, put the Warriors up there, then. No, I <laughs> don't want
3: them. I think it's those two are bust. I think those should be Rule 76, whatever okay. the hell that is. Rule Seven. you never
1: saw Wedding Crashers?
3: I did, but all I think about is the motorboating scene. It's a good scene. Jane Seymour kind of steals my uh attention. Yeah, it's a good
1: one. That's a pretty good one. That's a good flick. It's a good flick. All right, let's go. I, I agree. It, it's a two-team race right now. If it's if this isn't the finals, there was an upset along the way. Uh, how about the next one? Yes.
3: Call me maybe. What was that song? What oh, the artist who had that song. That was Carly Rae Jepsen. That's the the next tier is the Carly Rae Jepsen tier.
1: Is that right, Stiz? I, I said that like I knew exactly what I was talking about, but I think it's Carly Rae Jepsen, who is the owner of one of the all-time worst first pitches. Look oh, up! Oh, really? At Car- oh, yeah! Car- I didn't know that. I think it was at a uh, Rays game, maybe. And this was her one hit. Remember, everybody was everybody was singing that song for a while. I love the song. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad song. <laughs> it's catchy. Uh, all right, so Carly Rae Jepsen would be the uh, "Call Me Maybe." So that would be like Tatum or Jokic gets hurt, and then this is where these teams can yeah. emerge, basically. So would you go Bucks? I don't care. Really? They got yeah. Doc Rivers, though. I feel like I they should know. be in a Doc Rivers tier, meaning they're going to go up 3-1, 3-2 in a series and lose. Okay. you like it. What's up, Doc? <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to put that third. Yep. What's up, Doc? So you would then... I might, I'd might. i go Clippers. I'd go Clippers yeah, yeah. in the Clippers. second tier. I well, would what probably... about these
3: other teams with, like... The Wolves have the best record. The, of the Wolves? West. Yeah, and
1: I could go Wolves. you buy into them? Uh, I mean, I... I think, yeah, know, I don't buy into them it's like they're they're not beating the nuggets, but you can't argue with what they're doing right, and, and Anthony Edwards has been awesome, Carl Anthony Towns. so I mean, yeah i I'll, I'll go timberwolves in the in the second tier, that makes sense for me, uh, what about the Oklahoma City thunder um I feel like they're even worse, uh,
3: yeah, like sort of um fourth tier, uh, Craig Breslow plan what's that? They're a couple years away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but they're like ahead of schedule. It feels like they shouldn't be where they're at. I don't. I, I agree, don't but I, don't you think they're still a couple years away? Yeah, but they have the. They're the s- second best record in the West. I know. They're the third you just best. just got record in the a little with the
3: best record in the West. Yeah, the T Wolves. That's true. Just because you have the best record doesn't mean you're the best team. But do you think the Thunder matter. and the T Wolves? Postseason's different,
1: right? You think the Thunder and the T Wolves are that far
3: apart? Uh, no. I just think that they're a little younger. All right. I mean, but you can argue that Anthony Edwards is a young gun, too. Yeah, he he kind of is. He's the centerpiece of the... Yeah. I think he's overtaken. That used to be Carl Anthony Towns' team. Oh, it's Edwards'
1: team, no doubt. Carl
3: Anthony Towns has actually kind of had a
1: down year. See, the problem with the Craig Breslow plan being the name of the tier is Craig Breslow plan... Well, it's a few years away. Yeah. It seems insulting to the Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Just to to relate
3: that with the Red Sox in any way. Only if you assume the plan is not going to come to fruition in Boston.
1: Okay. All
3: right. So, do you put is Cleveland too young?
1: Yeah, because I was. You could maybe even put them up in Carly Ray Jepsen. I I like the Cavs. Okay, but I don't. I, I'm just. Are they too young or are they?
3: Well, Donovan maybe. Mitchell. But like they got Donovan Mitchell. Because otherwise, I feel like we're going with nobody
1: else in the East has a shot in Hades. Where do you put the Knicks? I don't think they're they They didn't really do anything. Uh, well, no, I shouldn't say that. They added a couple. They, they're deep. And yeah. we, we've talked about that. It's not the most important thing in the NBA. You kind of roll with your seven, seven and a half guys not in the playoffs, at all. but Jalen Brunson. Did I talk about this on the show? There was a great kind of breakdown of, of Brunson about how he was the best player on a Villanova team that won the title. And yet all of his teammates get drafted ahead of him. Right. Then he got drafted in the second round. Like, Oh, outplayed his contract was really, really good. He was a free agent. The Mavs were like, "Nah, we're good." Went to the Knicks. Immediately led the Knicks in scoring. Brought them to the playoffs. And like, now was an all stars, scoring like twenty-seven games. It's like Brunson's always been good. Nobody just people. Jacoby like, Myers. Yeah, kind catches of catches hundred balls in college, and they're like, "Nah." Then and everybody's like, like, "Nah, nah, nah." Like, Why wow, he's like, good? No, he's really good. So yeah, like I don't think the Knicks. But if the Knicks beat the Bucks in a series, would it shock you? No. So do we put but them? Would above the Knicks Bucks?
3: beat the Bucks,
1: or yeah, no, the Bucks would the Bucks lose to the Knicks? Yeah, the Bucks would choke. Six one seven. So Craig Breslow plan being the fourth tier on here. Young is, teams, a couple if, years away. Young team, but like I don't know if the Knicks are that young. No. So would they be up as high as Carly Ray Jepsen? You don't want to go there either. I, see, I'm. But then they're like so they're too far down. I'm a green teamer. Me. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's the Celtics and then
3: he also runs. Okay. So so two tiers, the Celtics and the 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um and then in the west, like Phoenix has to be a consideration. You are going to tell me they couldn't go on a run? Let's put them in
1: What's up, Doc. They okay. don't have Doc Rivers, but they have Kevin Durant, similar. They have they have sure. sort of like the vibes where you're like, I guess they okay, maybe Okay, What's up, could, Doc? I yeah. like it. Okay. All right. So the best team that we don't have ranked yet. Oh, we actually we didn't end up Settling on the Knicks. Where do you want to put the Knicks? Because they're they're better than they probably should be. They have the fourth best record right now in the East, although they've lost four in a row. Yeah. So prior to that, they were. I think they're pretenders. Okay. Personally. All right. So So, I don't know how that
3: fits with our tiering. We just do pretenders. Okay. Pretenders. (laughs)
1: That's simple enough. So I would put the Pelicans. Pelicans actually have the same record as the Knicks? Yeah. All right. So let's put the Knicks and the Pelicans. What about the Lakers? Um, I don't think the Lakers are doing anything. Maybe the Lakers and the Warriors should be in a separate tier, being like, just be- should have traded with each other. <laughs> like they, but I almost feel like you're just you're a, uh, it's a little Brady
3: or something. You're a little bit afraid to just count them out. Yeah. Steph Curry, LeBron James.
1: Okay, yeah. We'll call it the Brady. Team. Tom Brady. Would you put that below pretenders or above pretenders?
3: Above pretenders. Okay. I actually think there's a better shot that you tell me Steph Curry goes off and carries the Warriors or LeBron goes off and carries. His press conference was weird. Did you watch that the other day? Which one, LeBron's or Curry's? Uh, LeBron. Which, uh, talking about his future and not talking about his future and then just like going well beyond what the question was asked and just offering up stuff. I love the Lakers, but I don't know where I'll be next year. I hope it's the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: well, then the headline was like, was like LeBron wants to end career with Lakers. I'm like, you got That's that out of that? not how I took that. <laughs> I like,
3: he yeah, kind of forced the Lakers kinda. back in when he looked past them. But,
1: yeah. Um, okay, what about Ooh, Philly? No. No, but I'm saying like pretenders? Because they're they're not, like, the last tier. Uh, no,
3: but they're a different team without Embiid. Uh, yeah, that is for sure true. Uh, let's see. Embiid done. Get Embiid, it? Embiid done. Would you put that below Embiid contenders? Dunn. M- yeah. Embiid. They got no shot. Yeah. They got as good a shot as, like, I don't know, the Hornets. Nah, maybe not quite as. Yeah, let's not go crazy. Andy. Let's not
1: go crazy. Do that- we put the Jimmy Butler heat in the...
3: Brady category.
1: Ugh. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's never won a title. I know, but he's a dog. He's got that dog in him. He's more of That's a dog true. than the Celtics. I still crack up every time you go to like ESPN and you you're going to like look at stats, which is what I do. And the headshot of Jimmy Butler, it looks fake. <laughs> when he had like the hair, like the emo hair, like over his face, it looks like a joke. Like somebody photoshopped it. it. Does
3: and it looks like it could offend somebody because you're being like, like what is that? I don't know exactly what you're doing here. I don't know what he's doing. Also, I got one of those things, you know, do you follow any of those shady apps that give you, like, news and updates on your phone? I do not. So I do. (laughs) And a week, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, some point, randomly, one popped up, and it was, like, confirmed, Jimmy Butler is Jordan's kid. And I probably should have clicked on it. I never did. Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's kid? You've never heard those rumors? No. Oh, yeah. I've heard other Butler rumors. rumors. And it was, like, mother confirms, Butler, Jordan is father of Butler, like, and I probably should have clip, clicked. on <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna that.
1: say. Well, I wouldn't do that. Your whole phone's gonna shut down. <laughs> right. It did feel like a bit of a. It's a little bait. scary. Uh, I, we can put them up there for what this is worth. I mean, they have a knack of at least getting to the conference finals or the finals. Yeah, they're I think they should it, be. But I'll put them in, just that tier. in that All right. Yeah, you're not gonna count them out just yet, kind of yeah. tier. They are, yeah, and they're the seven right now, and they could hop up to say, "Oh, where do you put the Pacers?" Um... like Halliburton. I like Halliburton, too. Oh, maybe they're in... You know who else uh, they have? Who he helped them win the skills
3: competition. Miles, oh, your guy, Turner. Miles Turner. Maybe put them in Craig Breslow. Do they feel like a young... T- are they a young team? Halliburton's young. Miles Turner is not.
1: No, he's not. He's been around forever. I liked no, him true. eight years ago. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. Do they have a lot of young players? You're, you know better than I do. They got a couple of young guys. I mean, the, the whole team is based around But I don't feel like they are Oklahoma City. Uh, or even Cleveland. No. Right. They made that deal. With, they traded for Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Uh well, I don't consider young. No. So. Matherin, who is also at the Skills Company, he's 21. Yes. He's okay. He's
3: so young. put him in there. All
1: right. I'll put him couple in there. A couple years away. All right. A couple moves away. All right. Craig Breslow plan. And then it's, I mean, at some point we could just put in. Yeah. The Pistons, the Wizards, the Hornets. Yeah. Whatever the lottery thing nope. is. <laughs> uh, okay. What about. Yeah. Those are the worst teams. What about like the Mavericks? They're better than I thought. Do they be. I thought they were going to sink like like a and they have the a like a superstar puncher's chance. They have one of the best players in the world, but yeah.
3: is it, he not is he not in the Brady
1: category? I don't think so. He hasn't. That's never really crossed over into playoff success for him. I don't, and he's got not, not enough. But around. he's got a chance. Luca does. I feel like Luca has
3: a chance to just be special and go on a run.
1: All right, I'll put him in pretenders. I mean, right, I'm sorry, I'll put him in Tom Brady because like yeah, if we're gonna put I Jimmy mean, Butler there. I can put Luca there fit perfectly. But. Yeah, no. Actually, it kind of
3: works with Jimmy Butler, too. Guys that have great talents and are not champions.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. All right, where would you put um, the Spurs? Toronto Raptors. It's a complete crap. Yeah, I guy? think they have a shot in hell. Yeah, no. There's, there's. like just unload the bottom tier. Even though some of these teams have yeah. the same record, yeah, none of. Or uh, some, of, some of these teams have a much better record. But basically, the Pistons, the Spurs were historically bad. But the Nets, Rockets, Jazz, Raptors, Bulls, yeah, none of those Blazers, Kings, Wizards, Magic, Hawks, Hornets, Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah None yeah. of those
3: teams have a chance. They're all kind of trash.
1: All right, it's pretty good have to be disrespectful. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want to call the bottom tier? Because last year, a couple times we did it, it was. When Bayama watch this year, I don't really know if there's a consensus first pick. No, I don't think there it is. It seems like a couple of international guys. So I don't even know. Just call it trash. Trash. <laughs> All right. You like to be disrespectful. I do. Well, I mean, it's just simple. So right now we have uh, rule 76. No excuses. Play like a champion at the top. Celtics Nuggets. Carly Ray Jepsen is Clippers, T-Wolves, Cavs. Clippers, T-Wolves, Cavs. Okay. What's up, Doc? Bucks, Suns. Okay. Craig Breslow plan, Thunder Pacers. Yep. Tom Brady, Lakers, Warriors, Heat, Mavericks. Pretenders, Knicks, New Orleans. Embiid uh, Dunn, 76ers. And then everybody else is trash. How did you, you write Embiid Dunn? E-M-B-I-I-D-O-N-E. That's not how I would have done it. How would you have done it? Uh, apostrophe
3: E-M, space... B-E space D O N E, M B done. MB done. mb done yeah all right them be done clean like that up. dem I'll, be done i'll clean that up mb dumb like mb M- like it's a play M-B on words done. we're playing around here i got it we're having a good time around. We're having a great
1: time all right I actually got this that. is
3: one of our more serious uh this is serious tiers. well we it did is a, serious. it's a serious big, subject it's championships <laughs> nba ch- it
1: changes lives there's, there's really a lot does. on the line here jason you can cure can cancer or you can win an nba title either way you're changing lives that's true so there you go we will tweet that out and uh put it out on instagram at rich Keefe show for pacing by you i know what i'm doing Know exactly what I'm doing. Oh, your wife said uh no, For sure not. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, key for madness coming up. I have a movie review. I have a quick movie review. Of the greatest movie ever made. Perhaps the worst movie of all time. It's just the absolute oh. pits. There's a full hour-long breakdown, me and Davey, on the hashtag dork podcast. But I'll bring some of that uh, to, to you guys next. It's the Madam Web <laughs> review. We'll do that coming up next. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI.
0: You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness.
1: Kiefer Madness! Richard Kiefer, I think it is. Rich Kiefer. Who is that?
2: How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh,
0: what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Where is he? Where's Kiefer? Where is Kiefer? Hey, Kiefer, how it's doing?
2: I was doing Junko
0: Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo,
3: Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Kiefer's is a nice guy.
1: Kiefer's a nice guy. Kiefer okay. Madness?
0: It's Kiefer Madness on Kiefer Madness. W-E-E-I
2: I I bring it! Question
3: Does spider have put put?
4: Hey, what? Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does
2: whatever a spider can
4: So, while my character in the movie may be able to see the future I also can And I know what the future brings I know that when you see Madame Web You're gonna love it In fact I think you're gonna see it twice
1: all right. Welcome in to Keeper Madness like here the on the Rich Keith Show with Andy Hart. Is that 1-900-Hot-Hot? Hot? That was Dakota Johnson, who has the acting range of a paper bag. Oh, wow. She was the pits. So, Madam Web... in Fifty Shades of Grey? She was. Terrible in that, too, but she wasn't never wearing it. clothes. Uh, so, Madam Web is the latest uh, comic book movie to hit the theaters. It actually came out on Valentine's Day, so maybe it was a big date night for a lot of people out there. Okay. Uh, did really poorly at the box office. Uh, Davey and I did a full review. If you're interested on uh, the hashtag dork podcast, check it out on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. We did a full breakdown of Madam Web, which on Roddy T's critic score right now of 13%. One of the worst reviewed movies maybe ever. And in fact, in the, Short yet successful history of the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Okay. It's the worst movie we have seen. Really? It's the only movie we have given a one out of six to. We give a we have a score to six. It's the only time we've ever given a one. Wow. It goes to Madam Web. History being made. Uh, yeah, history was in fact made. I think this is going to be the movie we compare. Any other bad movie you see is going to be compared to Madam Web. Like, everything about it is bad. It is really poorly written. A lot of, like, cringy lines that you're like, Whoever the actor was couldn't have done anything with some of these lines. Like dad jokes? Well, dad jokes, but just stuff that, like, it's not how people would talk. It's just you you hear, you're like, I don't really care for this. Did you have high hopes? I did not have high hopes. Okay. I do like when they take comic book characters that aren't the most popular, like Batman, Superman, X-Men, and and try a, a movie. Like, I like that. They're not all great is the problem. This one was particularly bad. It was, as some have said on the internet, a superhero movie without superheroes and an action movie without action. Like it was it was that bad. But what's also taken on a life of its own is this press tour that Dakota Johnson has been forced to go on for making this movie. And early on in the process, when they were shooting like a promo video, Dakota Johnson, who plays Madame Webb, said this.
4: I have always really loved Marvel movies.
1: I have always really loved Marvel movies. A couple interviews later, she also said this.
2: I mean, what percent of Marvel movies have you seen? And this isn't meant as a negative. Like, again,
4: just... Uh, (laughs) 4%. Which is like 15 minutes of
1: one. So I don't know which it is. Like, she's she's never seen any of the Marvel movies, but she's a big fan of Marvel movies. She also made a claim that this was in the Marvel Universe. Which it's not. It's in a separate Sony thing. So Morbius, which at one point some people probably thought was the worst comic book movie ever made. Same writer as this movie, Madam mm-hmm. Webb, same same writer. And then the two Venom movies, which aren't nearly as bad. Like Venom well, movies are kind of like they're kind of fun. Yeah. But they're a universe. And so these are all offshoot Spider-Man characters, either villains of Spider-Man or uh, just people who overlap with Spider-Man in the comics. And yet, Spider Man isn't in any of these movies. Yeah. They but even, that, you don't need that. Yeah, but they call it the Sony Spider Man universe, and there is no Spider Man. I mean, but this was bad. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was just as far as like sometimes the like they
3: really, spoiled. They did. They they really did. And this is. So the, remember the famous Ben Affleck when he like starts dozing off in the. Is that Ben Affleck? Or was it. Oh, when he's just was staring he off. Yeah, and it was,
1: was that the Justice League movie? Henry Cavill. Was Henry the Cavill other. was. No, Ben Affleck's just like staring off in yeah. space. Yeah. Like, when you know... Because yeah. this has to be hard. This this when you know your
3: movie's terrible and you got to yeah. go around the movie, I mean, around the country, promoting it, yeah. answering questions about
1: it. This is her trying to explain how this is sort of like a Spider-Man universe movie, but there is no Spider-Man.
4: Um, you know, I, because this is sort of a standalone world and it's not... It's not... You know, the, Matt, this is Madam Web's world before Spider-Man exists. So... It's, um, you know, it's before he was born. So it's, uh, I don't know. I think I felt like excited about what could happen in the future. And then I don't know if it's...
1: You were not excited at any point during the movie. And such as the Iraq. You know, how? yeah, a little bit of that. You know how there's those... Do they not
3: prep for these? Serious question. I don't think so. Do you not have a panel of PR people journal, anyone that comes in and says, listen, these are the questions you're going to be asked. How about if you haven't no. seen Marvel movies, don't say you love Marvel movies or right. I have consistent. another idea. Maybe binge a few Marvel movies.
1: Now, this is she's getting absolutely uh, smoked for all of this. as She should. Well, but it's not just her. No, it's she not. She was put in position to fail.
3: Wait, but So I So you said the writing sucks. The writing out, is outrageous. The idea, bad. not great. Yeah. And they sent her out blind or naked. Or maybe not naked. Maybe they should have done that. <laughs> maybe part of the on problem. The, on the press yeah. tour.
1: So what I don't really get is, like, why she even did this movie. Now, I don't think she's a very good actress. Money. But for those who are... Okay. She got paid, right? She's the daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffin. Yeah. And she's going out with the guy from Coldplay. She needs a ton of money. But she can be in other things. She a lot of people are greedy. This, yeah, I guess that's true. Does the Rock need to have a vodka and a this and a that and a football league and uh, like? But that stuff's not. If the vodka's not great or the tequila's not great and it doesn't sell, like this is embarrassing. Like she's gonna. This is the worst performance, not only of the year of. I don't remember a worse performance. But maybe she didn't know it was a bad movie
3: and a bad script.
1: Yeah, a she bad... did. As somebody else pointed out online, you can almost tell the order in which they shot the movie because people they're like are giving up throughout. Their energy like is they're gone. just she has no energy. You know the old meme of Bill Belichick where it's the same picture and it's like yeah. happy, excited, nervous. It's the same her. with her. It's unreal. Now this was also a line from the trailer that ended up getting like a life of its own. She was asked about it. She didn't really understand why why people even cared about it. But this is from the trailer.
4: I've seen that man before. So who is he? Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. <laughs> so somebody
1: was like that became a viral thing. you are like, what a weird like out of like out of context that is quite a statement. And then she was like, well, what do you mean? Isn't every out of context thing out of context and they're like yeah i guess but the way she delivers the oh he yeah was i think they researching spiders when she died
3: preparing to fail is failing to prepare yeah that, that's the story of her press tour it's a mess they hung her out to dry the movie is itself maybe she didn't know it's maybe the she realized it throughout whatever but then to send when you know it's going to be bad, don't you have to over prepare, have more lines ready? But what's like weird in this,
1: in this day and age, so many movies get like reshot. Maybe this one did too. There's also been a couple of movies that they just like yanked. So they yeah. filmed Batgirl, they made Batgirl. And they're like, we're not showing it to anybody. <laughs> right. It can't be worse than this. So that's why it, it's almost worth watching. It's like we give a lot of we we see all the comic book movies and we review them on the podcast. And there's some that are like. Middle of the road where you're like, I don't know, go see it, don't go see it, whatever. So, what is the story? Give me a quick.
3: So, so it predates Spider Man?
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And is it tied into. Well, it can't be tied in. Well, it's it. tied into like spider
1: powers. There is sort of like these, these but I was crazy spiders in by... different
3: world. No, no. no, So because the Amazon,
1: it takes place in like it opens up 1973, and then it jumps to 2003. The whole movie then takes place in 2003. She doesn't have like spider powers, but she's like a psychic. And then like there's a villain that does have kind of spider, like horrible villain. And then there's spider women, which is also one of the big letdowns in the movie. That's Sidney Sweeney and a couple of others. They actually do the best they can, but. If you've seen the movie, you realize what an absolute waste that it was to even have any of them in it. I'll wait for it to be on streaming.
2: Yeah, check check that one out. So is it really as bad as everyone is it's saying? Worse. Is it it's can, worse. can you can you give me anything positive about the movie?
1: Not really. I mean Sydney Sweeney's in it and she's like the one of the best things going right now. People love Sydney Sweeney in TV shows and, and movies, but she's used so incredibly poorly that it's like I don't even know if you can give it a positive. It's also like nearly two hours, which so it's not like a quick movie. No, there's nothing, there's nothing good about it. So
2: bad writing, bad acting, like there's historically
1: bad writing. Yeah. And then the
2: acting is
1: kind of in a tough spot because,
4: because the writing's of, so bad, yeah, yeah.
1: but then the acting's really poor too. They're like very little, there might be like one action scene. There's no real use of power. It's like I said, it's not really a superhero movie. There's not a lot of superheroing going on. So what's the point? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so there we are. There's uh I Madam feel sad for you because this is your world. It is my world, but it's good to have like a bottom movie. So like, if the top movie is like Infinity War or Guardians of the Galaxy or Dark Knight, you gotta have a basement. This is now the basement. We also did a top five or I guess bottom five worst comic book movies list. So you have up. to update that.
3: Or this was this, part of it.
1: Yeah, we did this one after so you what can was see previously where
3: previously the worst.
1: No, this actually this came in at number two. The worst one, according to Davey and I, is Catwoman. The Halle Berry Catwoman. That's got Halle Berry in it. It does, but I
3: like Halle Berry.
1: I love Halle Berry. Big fan. I know, but that was a horrible movie. I don't care.
3: Okay. She's in whatever that is, latex.
1: And- <laughs> it's like an insane suit. Like, what a ridiculous <laughs> suit. You could put her in something else that you would have looked good too. Or nothing, I'd watch. That's probably true as well. All right, three hours down, one hour to go on The Rich Keefe Show, including Grab Bag coming up at 920. You can join us, 617-779-7937.